Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Mingry Nation podcast. Welcome to it. Uh, it is a it's a Monday for yours truly over here in uh, in the Midwest. Although technically, like historically, this was a border state. If you remember your history, uh, but anyway, folks, uh, that was a great weekend, fantastic weekend. Uh, no, no, Greg on this podcast. Uh, we couldn't make the schedules work, and I wanted to make sure we got this recorded and put out into the internet, so that way everybody can consume it and enjoy it. Um, as I said, fantastic weekend. The North Texas Mean Green went to Boca Raton in that arena. I think it holds like uh, two thousand people or something like that. And um, they they gave out free tickets or something like that. Florida Atlantic was a good team, like we said. I didn't really worry too much you know we're getting the best version of florida atlantic they were like number two at the time they had won some games they had some offense they played well at home north texas went in and they beat them now, it was not as nice or, or fantastic as maybe we all wanted to see um i mean i think even the advanced stats and the the rankings and stuff they kind of they took north texas's performance and they said well maybe they're not so good and they kind of you know uh very slightly Moved this down in the rankings a little bit. Uh, it was a win, which is better than, you know, a pretty loss. And, you know, uh, I think there were some concerns because some of our better players didn't play that well. There were some missed free throws, sure. Uh, Tyler Perry, uh, you know, funnily enough, he had a, a bad game. He had like three turnovers in the final couple minutes. I think it was the last minute. I tweeted about it and I blogged about it. So go read the details while they're, um, you know, I wrote those when they were fresher in my memory than they are right now. But the point is, and the point was, that, you know, it, it was a win. Uh, and, you know, I I was thankful that we didn't play UAB that day, right, like the Thursday, uh, because, you know, I think North Texas would have been mentally prepared for it, but the fact is that they played only the Saturday against Rice, and Rice is not much of a competition. So, uh, you know, you blow them out, and then you just kind of go home. So not a whole lot of basketball for the Mean Green in that time period. And it was that Valentine's Day weekend, right? And, you know, you have to you have to pick up and start playing basketball again. FAU came in, and they were feeling good. I think they, they dropped the game at Western the weekend before on the Saturday. And so they were, you know, they were feeling ready. They were like, well, you know, that was a tough game. We should have won that game. Um, now... Let's come home. We're going to play the number one team in the, in the division, in the uh, West Division, and kind of make a statement. They uh, they came up short, right? So I mentioned Tyler Perry kind of turned the ball over. He had that weird one where it went off of him. I think he got bumped, uh, but the ball went off him uh, that way. He, it was that inbound pass uh, that was going to seal it. It hit him in the chest and just went out of bounds. And there was another one, uh, but he did play well. Like you know, he did. He didn't score. He wasn't great, uh, but he. He dug down on a crucial putback attempt. Uh, Mike Forrest, the FAU dude, did a he attempted a running layup. Uh, he missed it. Uh, one of their bigs grabbed the rebound by pushing Thomas Bell, I might add. And, uh, you know, uh, Tyler Perry dug down, stole the ball. Uh, we got it back. All in all, good stuff. Defense traveled the whole weekend, right? So FAU beat them, set up the big game against the UAB. Uh, we talked about this on the podcast last one with Greg, where we previewed this whole thing, right? 
Well, Texas is in a good spot. I mentioned a couple things like we our defense. You know, Greg said the word defense travels, right? Um, and I, I talked about I felt like my high school coach talking about you can contr- you can't control where the ball goes in the basket all the time, your rhythm, all that other stuff, but you can control your defense and you can control your effort. And I thought that North Texas did as much. They played defense when the goings got tough, right? When they got down, um, was it eight points in the first half against FAU? They dug down, played defense, get a stop, right? Um, they talked about that too, um, about planet possession at a time, right? You're not going to get eight points in one play. And so what they did was go get, uh, I think on one play they did get five points in one. They were up by five against FAU, and then uh, they hit a they hit a two, um, and then they got the rebound. It was an one. They got the rebound and independent three, five-point play. Uh, you know, that that was sort of like the knockout blow. North Texas just got up. FAU, they made their little run late, and they had a chance to tie in a couple points. Mike Forrest just came up short, literally. He uh, he left the ball short on, like, two shots. One was a three. Another was, like, a floater in the lane. Another one was being contested. But that was big. Uh, their big-time player had a chance to win it. He didn't come up big, right? North Texas hit their free throws, whatever. And then, obviously, on Saturday, the biggest game, North Texas' best player came up big when it mattered, right? Uh, well, uh, well, I will. We will get into it in a second. But, uh, you know, that was great. We'll talk about the good, and we'll get into the, like, you know, now, now a couple days passed. Well, how did North Texas get into a position where they needed a, a bucket at the end of the game to win it? You know, we'll, we'll talk about that, what that means, all that good stuff. But uh, for right now, let's enjoy it. Are you enjoying it? Um, I certainly was. I think uh, looking into the rest of this week, uh, we have some conversations about what it's going to look like in the arena. Uh, you know, North Texas uh, plays at home games at the Super Pit, and that holds, I think it's like it's like one of the top. It's pretty big. It's fairly sizable, right, the, in, in terms of college basketball. There's a lot of places that have like 6,000, 5,000, 4,000, something like that. Uh, I think ours is like 10,500 or something like that, or 11,500, I forget exactly. Uh, but it's fairly big. Uh, you know, I, I would like to see it packed. The most people I've ever seen in there was for Texas Tech way back when, um, when we had Tristan Thompson on the squad, you know, uh, Josh White, Joshua. And, um, you know, I I don't know that, I don't know that anybody's going to get super excited about our opposition this week and think, oh, yeah, um, that's going to make me, you know, excited to see this team. Uh, you know, I, I was looking at that Texas Tech, Texas game, and, you know, that was packed. The Frank Irwin Center, they have like 16,000 uh, people capacity. It's hard to get Austinites to care about their basketball team, even though they have a lot of talent there. Uh, but, you know, it took having a, an opponent like Texas Tech travel over there to, to get people excited about it. You know, Southern Miss, not really going to do that. There's only a handful of Southern Miss alums, not a whole lot in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. They're not really going to come out. So it's going to be a lot of Mean Green fans looking to see the Mean Green. Uh, however, Louisiana Tech on Saturday. Big game against a good team and a team with a lot of fans in Dallas-Fort Worth. And they, they travel well, right? It's a Saturday. They're probably going to come out and see that one. If I were a Louisiana Tech fan, I would travel out to Dallas to go see that game. It's a big game. Um, all right. So the last two home games in the year, 
right? Obviously, we got the tournament in Frisco, and that's essentially a home game. You know, if you're a, a Conference USA fan, you probably don't like that it's a home game for North Texas, but it is. Uh, you're going to turn the, the what's that, the Ford Center green. I bought my tickets. I got, we got five of us or something like that. Uh, we're going to get the weekend, the week-long passes, because I believe, I believe, ladies and gentlemen, I remember, was it 40 years ago, something like that, where, you know, North Texas is coming in, like a first weekend type team, had to play Louisiana Tech in that first round, and, you know, North Texas lost. It was a pretty good-sized crowd there. Uh, you know, a lot of people, I think uh, Craig Robertson was there, he ended up showing up. Uh, a good number of people showed up to to support North Texas, you know. Uh, it, this, it was somewhat disappointing, um, you know, obviously last year won at the star, but I think this year is the first time that we'll see something approaching a normal attendance, right? Um, you know, if you're looking at the Omicron variant and whatever else, I think either you're vaccinated or you're boosted. Stadiums are open. Uh, arenas are open. Um, you know, for the most part, we can get about as full capacity as we're going to get. So all that said, uh, two games coming up, the 24th, 22nd, right? There's going to be some tailgating. I saw like the UNT Alumni Association, Collin County edition. Uh, was going to do some tailgating there outside of the, the the arena. Go to that, support them. Uh, and I mentioned last week on the podcast uh, that, you know, I wanted to, to find a place to, to get everybody together, uh, you know, Mean Green Nation fans. And then I, one of these guys reached out to me and said, hey, we're trying to get everybody to the same spot before and after all the games. So we might hook up with them. More to come on that. Anyway, let's talk a little bit about the game. You know, like I said, North Texas 20-4, and 13-1 in conference play, have all but wrapped up the seed. Um, so if you are unfamiliar, and you might you might be unfamiliar, um, the way it works is that there's a 14-team conference. It's divided into two divisions of seven. North Texas is in the west. North Texas, UAB, Louisiana Tech, UTEP, Rice, UTSA, Southern Miss. The top two seeds in each division get buys, uh, and that means you don't have to play in that round. You get an automatic advancement into the next round. You have the very first round, which is the sixth and seventh seeds, um, you know, like right now, it's basically UTSA and Southern Miss, right? If uh, uh, if it all uh, you know works out the way we think it is, I think UTSA is two and thirteen, Southern Miss is one and twelve. So it's basically a couple of terrible teams are going to play each other for the right to get beat in the next round. Um, if it all goes the way that we expect, um, see, I broke it down right now. It would be UTSA USM. Uh, North Texas would get the first seed, and we would start in the quarterfinal round. So you got your first round. Second round is like four, uh, you know, your West four versus East five. You got your East three versus the winner of the West six and seven. East four versus West five. And then the West third uh, place team versus the East six and seventh. Right? It's, you know, you kind of sort it all out. So that's Tuesday. The, the Wednesday game would be the second round. Thursday, that's when you get in. That would be North Texas taking on the winner of the East 4-5 matchup. Uh, well, East 4, West 5, right? So the winner of, as it stands right now, UTEP FIU. That's when, we, when we'd get in it. And that's when, you know, you'd start caring. Why is that important? Well, it's because it's very difficult to win 
four games uh, in four you know days. Last year, North Texas did that, right? They won. They had a. They were a second round entrant. They were the uh, the third seed. They won uh, against Middle Tennessee. They were the you know the East seventh, right? Uh, or East sixth, I forget. Uh, and they had like an automatic promotion because I think FIU couldn't make it because they had COVID issues. Anyway, so we won that game second rounder. Then we played the quarterfinal game against Old Dominion. Um, that's you know Old Dominion had that bye because they on the last day snuck into that second seed. They got in there. We won the quarterfinals, got into the semifinals, played Louisiana Tech. Tough game, won that one. Louisiana Tech was the first seed, I believe. Um, and then, you know, obviously advanced to the finals where we played Western Kentucky, right? Good times all around. Uh, you don't want to do that. You can't do that every time. It's very difficult to, to win from that, that position. As I mentioned before, I think it was the last podcast, the only benefit you get is playing important games like right away, right? Getting the speed, meaningful games in meaningful times, and you're in it, right? Uh, there's a tendency sometimes to feel like you've won everything if you won the regular season title, and you kind of, uh, you know, you get into that next round and you're playing a team that just fought for its life. They know what it's like to, to grind and play do-or-die games, do-or-die possessions, and you're just kind of slow to catch the pace, and that can put you on your back foot. It's hard to win that, and, you know, that's how you get eliminated. Uh, I've seen it. We've seen it. We've all seen it in, you know, college basketball. I've seen it in rec league pickup games, uh, you know, like uh, like uh, little mini tournaments and stuff like that. It happens. Uh, it's human nature. But all all being, you know, equal, I'd rather have an extra day of rest because you never know. You never know if you're going to pick up an injury. You don't want more more uh, tread on the tires. And I know they're all young, whatever like that. But four games in four days is difficult. It's uh, it's injury time. You know, you're putting yourself in the red zone or and all that other good stuff. You just rather not have it. So North Texas is all but wrapped it up, right? Thirteen and one in the West Division. UAB is now ten and four after the win, right? North Texas went over there, beat them, uh, avenged that loss. If if they would have tied. Um, what would have happened is that, you know, North Texas would have been mostly fine, uh, but there was a chance that, like, Louisiana Tech could have jumped up and beat them, uh, and then maybe, you know, don't give yourself a uh, 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 room to make a mistake, right? And it was a possibility that you could slip out of it. And if you're like, well, that wouldn't have happened, they were playing very well. Well, last year, North Texas went into the final weekend, played two games against UAB, lost them both, and fell from the second seed to the third seed. So it can happen. You don't want to do it. It can happen. Don't just lock it up. Win the game when you have a chance to win the game. Win the division when you have a chance to win the division. And North Texas basically won the division. Uh thirteen and one with four to play. It's very possible that they lose the rest of these games and uh, you know, kinda set themselves up for some ridiculousness. But uh, you know, North Texas favored the rest of the way. So like I said, two at home, Southern Miss here in Denton. Louisiana Tech's here in Denton. Then you got UTSA on the road, UTEP on the road. Those are some trap games because they're very bad teams. Uh, UTSA, particularly a very bad team. UTEP, tougher at home. Uh, but like I said, uh, just very likely to win. I think it was a 98% likelihood of winning by Ken Palm for, for uh, Southern Miss. 91% against UTSA. 77% against uh, Tech. 70% against UTEP. So, you know, it's a little tougher, like I said. But uh, 
you know, um, UAB would need us to lose three more times, and then when they we'd be tied, and then be a, like a tiebreaker situation. Uh, I forget what the tiebreakers in basketball. I think it's games played, games against common opponents, division. You know, like uh, whatever. You don't want to put it put the put it into the tiebreaker hand. So you know, you just win more games than UAB does the rest of the way. Uh, but like I say, that, that's winning the division and then winning the the like the regular season title, right? Middle Tennessee over there on the other side, they're ten and three. North Texas has already beat them, so that we have the tiebreaker, the head to head tiebreaker, right? So they need we would need to lose one more time than they do for them to uh, beat us in the regular season for the regular season title. Uh, but all. To sum it all up again, sorry, I'm kind of distracted. I hear my kid running in the background. Yeah, you guys have kids out here. Um, we're going to win the West Division. And it's remarkable that uh, North Texas will have won, you know, in in 2020 won the conference, right? Best regular season record, 14-4. and four. 2021 didn't win it, but won the conference tournament. Uh, 2022, you know, going to win it again. Uh, the regular season title. That's why Grant McAslin is getting mentioned in these, you know, random fan tweets. Like, here's somebody I'm looking at. You know, I think they'll be good for our our, our program. Um, North Texas is building the program here, right? Like, we lost uh, Javion Hamlet, the best player in 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 uh, NT history, basketball history, conference uh, player of the year. Uh, you know, tournament tournament MVP won us a regular season title, won us a tournament title, won us our first ever, um, you know, NCAA tournament game. Guy's a baller, legend. You know, you lose that dude, you lose James Reese, you lose a couple other guys like uh, you know uh, Zach Simmons, four year starter, and well, you're not expected to compete. Oh, turns out you do compete. Not only compete, but win the division. That is some great basketball. That's some great p- program building. And if you want to knock Grant McGaslin's, uh like recruiting, go ahead. We didn't get any five stars out here, no Kevin Durant or something like that. But that's fine. We got guys that can play. Um, you know, we got Tyler Perry that could hit big buckets when they count, uh, when they matter. Uh, unafraid of the moment. That's great. That's the kind of guys we can get. You can build a program. You can win. You can have good times with those kinds of people, those kinds of players that buy in, all that good stuff. Um you know, uh, I saw was it Brian Brian Burton from was like All Access Network or something like that. He's a former coach. He's out of Dallas actually. He was like born in Plano or something like that. Played at like UT Dallas. Uh, you know, he has a little little network channel there. Um, you know, he interviewed Tyler Perry and he's interviewed Ross Hodger before. And uh, he, yeah, he coached against me. Coached with him. You know, they they uh, sort of came up. They they know he knows about it. And he said like you don't get a whole lot of. Um, you don't get the kind of camaraderie that this team is building there all the time in a lot of places. That North Texas is building something special. That when they say it's family, when they say it's uh, it's about this and that, it's true. It's not just you know everybody says hey we're family, but North Texas looks like it is family. It's it's uh, they're having a good time. They're enjoying the process and they're they're getting success because they're working hard and then you know reaping the rewards thereof, right? Um, a couple seasons ago, was it, uh, 2019, you know, North Texas kind of establishing themselves 2020, they jumped out quick, um, you know, uh, Javion Hamlin established, I want to say he established himself again, but, 
um, I think that was that was North Texas coming into their own, right? Uh, it was like I missed the time. Twenty eighteen, sort of establishing themselves. Twenty nineteen became themselves, like in the in the CBI that kind of thing. Twenty twenty, um, you know, Javion Hamlin is a baller. Showed his skills. Was they really? They probably would have won the, the conference tournament then. Twenty twenty one, kind of took a step back in the regular season, but really, really dominated in that uh, that uh, tournament. It kind of made up for anything, any lack of of things in the in the regular season with that tournament run because it was big game after big game, and they came up huge, right? Uh, and then this season, right? Thomas Bell evolving, developing as a player. Uh, uh, Abu Usman developing as a player. And then you can see the next guys coming up, right? Aaron Scott, uh, you know, he's got some, uh, like, freshman of the week, that kind of stuff. He's athletic. He came up big. Uh, you know, he didn't have big numbers uh, throughout the game. But that was the same situation with Abu Usman last week, last year. Uh, he stepped in. He got big minutes against uh, Charles Bassey. Like, he did a turnaround jumper. He got some rebounds. He played good defense. He went and sat down. Um but he's doing that, but now over, you know, a full game's length. I'm expecting that for Aaron, from Aaron Scott, you know, coming up. We thought that other guy, that, like, other big man was going to be uh, the dude from Washington, but he's been on the bench. It's been Abu Usman, Scott, as the big dudes. Uh, Scott came up huge when uh, Jelly Walker took an ill-advised uh, uh, dribble into the lane. He should have just dribbled the ball out, but he went up for a shot. Well, Aaron Scott blocked the hell out of it, got the rebound, kicked it out. You know, that's that's huge. That's big. In that moment, you need somebody to do that. He did it. You know, there's a lot of basketball that comes down to can you do the one thing? Like you've been preparing, you know, for all situations, but it comes down to can you execute, can you perform this one action? And that's it. Maybe you need to come in and play defense. Maybe we need you to come in and block out. Maybe we need you to come in and hit a couple free throws. Come in, hit one shot, right? Come off the bench. You need to be open, ready to hit a, a wide-open catch-and-shoot jumper. That's your role. That's all we need from you. We don't need you to do anything else for 40 minutes, just one time in the hugest moment of the season. Can you do it? That's college basketball at a big-time level. And, uh, you know, Scott, stepped in, he does more than that, obviously, right? But he stepped up in that moment. Got a block, didn't foul, right? Got a block, hands up, nice and high. Got the rebound. And he was also fighting for rebounds, you know, battling little things that didn't, don't uh, or don't show up on the stat sheet. You know, you got to watch the games. You got to see how hard he's hustling. You got to see him attacking, being in the right spots, uh, making his man guard him, that kind of stuff to open it up for another guy. Little things like that matter. They're important. They're equal. Uh, they contribute to winning. They're little building blocks to winning, you know? There's no single one brick that helps you build the house or give the whole house strength, but, you know, you need every one of the bricks. Anyway, um, moving on. 20-4, and 13-1 and one in conference. Uh, Ken Palm has us as, like, the third best, third most efficient team in the league, and that's about right. Uh, you know, like, you look at, like, a Western Kentucky, they have that sharp dude. He's, like, 7'5", and he can just dunk the ball super easily. That helps you get mighty efficient. UAB had like 92 points against Rice. I think they've had a little bit easier schedule than we have. Yeah, they ranked ninth and ours is seventh. Um, best defense in the league, though, right? So UAB came in 
uh, like best offense in the league by a lot of measures, and North Texas held them to, you know, fifty-seven points, whatever it was. Uh, they shut them down, held them to. They've we've held everybody to ten points under their scoring average on the season. Uh, we don't allow three-point shots. We make it tough on everybody. Um, UAB is a good team, and you know that because they went on an eleven-zero run. It's hard. It's that's usually a sign uh, that you're a good team is that you uh, go on big runs and that you don't give them up. UAB doesn't give up a lot of uh, big runs. North Texas didn't have like a double-digit run, but we had a couple nice little runs, and um, you know that it almost sealed the game. So let's let's take a step back before I just start talking about the end. You come out. Uh, raucous atmosphere UAB jumps out to a little lead um in these kinds of games with the low number of possessions like five ten points feels like an enormous amount because it is it feels like 90s basketball where you know the game's gonna end like 81 to 79 uh and so like a 20 point lead is pretty much insurmountable um what I like that North Texas did is they stuck with it they executed they had some huge ridiculous buckets from Tyler Perry in the first half Crossed up Mike Ertle, uh, put him on the ground, hit a jumper in his eye. Uh, he did that a couple times, and then he hit one right before the half. And I think we were all like, well, we're not so far behind. It was only two points or whatever it was, like 23-25. Um, the offense wasn't clicking. Uh, like, it wasn't getting into a flow. Uh, UAB was doing a good job trapping us. They were trapping Tyler Perry. They switched up the defense here and there. They were getting some runouts on their side from those um, yeah, depressing moments. And it looked pretty much like North Texas was going to need to find some rhythm, find an answer for that press, and then also not foul anymore. That was the hugest concern for me. I was like, well, it seems like we used up a lot of our powder in the first half. Um, you know, UAB is basically uh, out physicaling us. Is that a word? It's not a word. Judges say it's not a word. Um I mean, and that was to be expected, right? You're you're in their house, Bartow Arena. Uh, they're a good team. They got d- decent support there. The refs are going to be on their side. These are Conference USA refs. It's a regular season. It's not best of the best out there. Uh, there were some very questionable charging calls. Um, it, you know, and some, it, you know, I don't want to complain too much about all that. I feel like that's part of the charm of the game. Uh, it's it makes it human. You know, I'd I I'd rather play in a in a a road game where the refs are influenced by the crowd and you got to overcome that a little bit. Uh, otherwise, you know, it's not as fun, right? I, I think that challenge is more exciting. It's them plus the refs, right? Uh, plus the crowd, plus, you know, you know, the environment, whatever it is. I think that makes it more fun. It makes it uh, more gratifying to win on the road in those situations. That's just me, though. Whatever. I thought that the charging calls were iffy. Uh, I'd, <laughs> I didn't like it. But I thought the refs were kind of iffy all over the place. They uh, they didn't call some things in our favor. They did call some things in our favor in other situations. But I thought overall the refs were allowing UAB to, to be more physical with our guys and then calling a little too much ticky-tack on our side. Whatever. North Texas did a great job uh, not getting bullied by Trey Jemison, who dominated in the first matchup. Uh Great job uh, staying with them. You know, there was some fouls, whatever, like that. But their physicality, you could see it. Uh, was it Taven Lovin? He's uh, he's an athlete. Uh, Quan Jackson, athlete. Um, a lot of, like, that dude, uh, Jelly Walker. His name is Jordan Walker. But he's so quick. 
he's hard to guard. You're getting from him. He was hitting buckets, you know, pulling up, hitting jumpers. I thought we benefited from his poor shot selection. You know, he got a couple buckets, and then he, like, pulled up from, like, 37 feet uh, and then airballed it. North Texas gets the rebound. Everybody's like, what? What the hell was that? Um, you know, he, he has that tendency. I think that's what makes him great. You know, you can't score 42 unless you're putting up a lot of shots or unless you're willing to take a lot of shots. Uh, and he did put up 42 against uh, Middle Tennessee, and he attempted <laughs> to get 42 uh, on Saturday. But it also means that, you know, you're going to miss some shots, and he did, and some of those were very bad, uh, and that benefited North Texas. So you come out in the second half, and this is a classic North Texas run. You get a stop, get a bucket, get a stop, get a bucket. And I saw somebody tweet, some North, some UAB fan, talking about North Texas, saying, uh, North Texas doesn't look like anything special. They just look like a team. I'm not scared of them. You know, we just got to execute and keep playing our defense. They can't score against whatever. And that's the thing is, right, North Texas is not super special. There's no guy like, oh, look at that dude. He's, you know, that guy's clearly an NBA talent, and he's clearly going to just, you know, dominate against us. It's just great execution, right? A lot of guys that are just tough. J.J. Murray, uh, he got a lot of praise on Twitter from the team about how well he defended, and he did. It it kind of goes unseen, because everybody does a good job defending. Now, he stood out because he was like, doing a great job. He's a great defender. But the team as a whole, right, great job defending. Everybody, you know, hustling, getting over screens, moving, uh, you know, adjusting, uh, helping, hedging, getting back to their man. Uh, what is it, hedging and uh, helping, what does that mean? Well, a lot of times they, the way Nortex likes to defend the screen, they don't necessarily switch everything. Sometimes they switch. It's all situational, right? But what they like to do is the big man will come out, help on the uh, the the ball handler, and then get back to their man. And so they help to allow the original defender to get over the screen and defend it appropriately, and then they have to get back. For the offense, that is obviously the best time to attack, right? In that moment that's requiring defensive communication, defensive coordination, they attack, right? They pull up they attack the the big man or something like that uh jelly walker he would fly around the edge and get to the bucket but north texas again did a great job defending that they they rotated well they got to their man they stuck with them they challenged all those shots walker got his buckets but he didn't get a lot of buckets you know he scored what 17 17 is not 30 17 is not 42 uh and then he didn't have the greatest percentage there uh that's just good Good defense. I'm trying to look at what he did. He was 5 of 12 for, you know, 17 points and uh, 2 of 6 on threes. So good stuff by the entire team. J.J. Murray, uh, great job defending. Um, But also the big guys, right? Um, Usman stepping out, hedging. Scott stepping out, hedging. Thomas Bell stepping out, hedging. Good stuff all around from the entire team. Uh, and, And, you know, Tyler Perry, too, defending. Um, he's an easy guy to, to kind of target, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, I think they, they try to get a big man on the, on our littles a lot of time. North Texas, they'll they'll guard that straight up. They don't give up on their process because nobody's going to get – nobody is not giving full-on effort defensively. You know what I'm saying? So you're not going to get it as easily as you want. Everybody's fighting. Everybody's going to compete. And that's what you want. All right, so 
North Texas went on this run. They got uh, Usman getting in, in the uh, in the paint, getting easy buckets. I think that settled the team down. I was saying I thought that North Texas, you know, we have this tendency to uh, look for the best shot, work the clock, uh, execute the offense, and I said that's great. But the the you know everybody has a tendency, right? When it's good, it's 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 great. But when it's bad, this is what it looks like. When North Texas's offense is bad and not clicking, what happens is that you get over dribbling, you get over passing, and you get like a uh, a hesitancy where guys are not taking an open shot, and that's been a thing, a theme, uh, a thing and a theme in Grant McGaslin's tenure, where guys are working the the offense and I think they're overthinking and trying to make the right play, probably because of being coached this way, like look for the best pass, we got to do it, you know. And then there's not enough. You know what? This shot is open, or this is about as good a shot we're gonna as we're gonna get. And I need to take this, right? I need to. This is good enough. Uh, I am open right now. Um, there's a couple times where Ruben Jones caught it, pump fake, took a dribble, went into the lane, and didn't really have anything to do with that. Now he's not the best catch and shoot, uh, three point shoot shooter. And you know he's probably been coached to, to catch it, attack the lane, something like that. But sometimes you need to have that threat of shooting, um, you know, before you do anything else, just because you want to make the defense, you know, have to have to defend you out there, right? You want to make them think, hey, you know what, I am going to shoot this. Um, and I felt like they, they did a little bit more of that, took the first open shot in that uh, first 10 minutes of the, of the of the second half, call it the third quarter if you want. And it worked. North Texas built up a lead, but then, um, you know, they were defended. Well, here's the deal: is that Tyler Perry was able to, able to cross up any and everybody, and uh, he was getting into the lane, doing a little pump faking, pump faking, and kind of getting stuck. Kicked the ball out, back to him, cross, cross, cross. Work Erdl hit a jumper in his eye. That's all great, but except it took a long time, and there was a couple times where he barely beat the shot clock buzzer. Now, when he did it, he hit, him in, hit it in his eyes, talking mess to the sideline, looks great. When he airballs it, doesn't look so great. Turned the ball over, and I think Michael Erdl came down, hit a three in his eye. The problem is with, with just trusting one dude to make it all happen and hit a jumper uh, from 25 feet on his own is that it's not the high percentage shot that you want. Uh, you want to keep that in your back pocket because it can happen, but you can also get that at any time. Right. Let's look. Can we get Usman dive into the rim? Right. That's a that's a, a sure thing. Uh, can we get Scott cut in? Can we get, uh, you know, Thomas Bell working in the post just because those are high, uh, high percentage shots. And then also it makes the defense work. Right. Let's take some easy buckets and then we always can get Tyler Perry crossing up somebody up and getting a jumper up in the air. Um, so that. Yeah, you credit UAB. They did a good job defending and trapping and making North Texas work and uh, getting even deeper in the shot clock than they wanted to or just a little out of rhythm in the shot clock. Like Tyler Perry had to catch the rhythm sometimes. That means he had to do like dribble, dribble, do a step. You know, he couldn't just catch it, dribble, pull up. Anyway, UAB goes on a run sort of because of that, right? They, uh, I think J Jordan Walker hits a couple buckets, a three, another jumper in the lane. He starts heating up. Um... A saving grace is that UAB was not able to hit their free throws. And that's crazy because that's something I highlighted, I think, on Twitter. And I said, one thing that concerns me is that UAB is a better free throw shooting team than we are. And I think that if it comes down to it, 
we're you know we're gonna we're gonna end up paying for that. Turns out they shot well under their average. Uh, Jelly Walker went one of four. He missed two on a technical foul that Graham Gaskin got, and then he missed a crucial one late. So they're on their run. I think they're up like five or six. I forget what it was. Let me actually just reference my own notes here so that way I'm not misspeaking. Um, let's see. What am I looking at? Uh, yeah. Taven Loven hits a layup at 154 in the second half. It's basically over at this point, right? Leads 55-49. Thomas Bell had a terrible game. And, you know, everybody... I, I just talked about how, how terrible of a game Tyler Perry had on Thursday. Thomas Bell had one on Saturday. That happens. You know, basketball's a rhythm game. Sometimes you're going you're gonna to have a terrible one. Um, the thing is, can you bounce back? Are you going to still give full effort? Thomas Bell played with a lot of effort. Um, you know, he just... <laughs> Kept fouling people. Uh, and I think he turned the ball over a couple times. Um, but Bell got the ball attacked. Had a, a play that he has a thousand times a year. Uh, handed it off where he just kind of uh, like a little duck pass to Usman. Ready to finish down the lane. He got blocked from behind. You know, UAB goes down and scores. That felt like the end, right? Down six. Momentum fully in their direction. Only two minutes left. And North Texas not a big shoot quick kind of team but here's where they did a great job Marjorie McBride ends up hitting a three-point uh shot from the top of the key but Tyler Perry brought the ball down walked it down Usman pointed out where he's going to set the screen he got the screen he attacked he pulled up at the free throw line kicked it back out to Marjorie McBride who was wide open right just good execution on the offense attacked but under control found his teammate teammate catch shoot hit the bucket Right, in the eleven zero run, that was the first time North Texas scored in like five and a half minutes. It's fifty two fifty five. You're only down three, uh, but you know we foul him. Walker goes up, chokes, missed it. Um, and then there's another moment where it felt like we lost the game. Marjorie McBride feeling himself gets the ball, attacks. I did not mind this at all. Uh, he attacks. He got char- called for a charge. It's a little questionable, maybe. I don't know. I wouldn't call it in that moment, but it's what happens. I don't. I, I like the idea. Attack the rim. Let's get a bucket. But North Texas is down four with a minute left. It was like 57 seconds left. So here's that play. Jelly Walker attacks. He should have just dribbled the ball, but he attacks and tries to get a couple bucket, a couple points. Uh, tries to scoop layup. Blocked at the rim by Aaron Scott. Get the rebound. 43 seconds left. This is where Tyler Perry, um, you know, maybe his height doesn't really help him out a lot, and combined with UAB's, you know, height, he attacks the rim. He gets into the lane, but he's doing like a pump fake, pump fake, pump fake. Uh, he kicks the ball out. Um, uh, why, why, no, he got blocked, right? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, he he goes up, he gets blocked. Uh, I think Scott fought like three dudes, tipped the ball out. We get the ball. Jones catches the top. He attacks like the, again, free throw line extended. Doesn't really have anywhere to go with it. He's looking, looking. Full credit to uh, to Tyler Perry for popping up, sprinting around, looking for the ball, catch, shoot, three, right? The better, the best shot you can, you can uh, get in that situation, the shot you want in that situation, a rhythm, catch, and shoot, three by one of your best three-point shooters. Uh, can't ask for more, right? If you designed up a play, you probably call that play. I don't know if you get it. Buckets, right? North Texas down uh, one. 
Huge. Gutsy shot. Just ridiculous shot. Absolutely needed that. 20 seconds left. If he misses that, game's over. That was just as big as the game winner because you missed that one. I don't know. There's more fouls, and you're already down four. You know, game's basically over. Now, one possession game. Uh, Lovin goes down. He misses two free throws. But then their physicality steps up. Buffin, you know, bullies Murray out of the way. I don't know how we ended up in that position where he was, uh, you know, Murray had to, had to box him out, but he couldn't. Whatever. He makes one of two. Because because Perry made that three, it's a one-possession game no matter what, right? Like, if they get a two, it's it's still three points. Uh, you just couldn't allow a three or an one. Anyway, he goes down, makes just the one. You're down two. 18 seconds to go. That's an ideal time. Um, like, I mean... <laughs> I remember as a kid playing, uh, we'd play 15 seconds in the neighborhood where we just, you know, count down 15 seconds and try to hit a game winner in each other's eye. 18 seconds to go, dribble the ball down. UAB is switching everything, and, uh, you know, he kicks a ball out to, to uh, Ruben Jones, who catches it. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the play design is, but I see Perry runs to the corner, um, and then... We see the switches happen. He gets the screen, or uh, Abu Usman is like posting up. He's looking at it. That's a viable option. I might have even thrown it into him. Um, once we see the switches on, Tyler Perry comes to get the ball again. And, you know, like you said, he has the ball against Trey Jemison, seven footer. He said in the interview afterwards that once he saw that his hand's down, then he has, he knows the shot. Get, he, he has to put the shot up, you know, hand down, man down. Um, that's what happened. Just put the put the jumper in his eye, buckets. That's it. That's the game. Uh, UAB sort of deflated there for a second. Um, Jelly Walker was he was like, all right, give me the ball. He saw that there's only two seconds left. The team, you know, sprints back. Uh, uh, Grant McCaslin had no emotion. He just once the ball went in, he started coaching like everybody get back, whatever. Um, two seconds left. Once the ball, you know. <laughs> I was looking around and telling them, like, I was pumping the air. Uh, I, I didn't scream because I had my, my infant son just taking a nap, and so I know how to regulate my screaming. Uh, but I was pumping in the air. But I was like, hold on, we got to wait. And once I saw uh, Jelly Walker shot go off the top of the rim or the top of the backboard, I mean, that's game. Then I could keep celebrating. Um, <laughs> the The... Yeah, I, I always remember that, uh, you know, I'm a Spurs fan, San Antonio Spurs fan. I watched that point four game, right, that uh, um, the Tim Duncan hit a jumper in Shaq's eye. Me and my brother were jumping and going crazy. I was like, well, there's still point four left. I didn't really think you can get a shot off at that time. Derek Fisher caught it, threw it up, and as the ball was in the air, I, could, I, was, I knew it was going in. I could just see it. I've seen a lot of basketball shots go in. That one was going in, and it did, and I was upset. Um, so I never take anything for granted anymore. If there is any shot, uh, you know, to win it, there's any time available. Uh, I'm not. I'm gonna watch it, obviously. Also, yeah, I'm a Spurs fan, and I did see, you know, Tony Parker hit a jumper. Uh, I think he hit. Was it free throws? Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Ray Allen hit a three to to tie it. Uh, I saw that too. Um, but I was ready. I was. I knew. I was ready to be disappointed, I guess. Um, anyway, so North Texas goes up. Game winner attempt by Jelly Walker from midcourt. 
goes off, game. That's the win. Uh, you know, that's the good part. Buckets, let's, let's retweet Tyler Perry. Let's call him clutch like I did. It was clutch. Huge shots in huge moments, but was able to do amazing things. Uh, North Texas is in, is in line to get one of those at-large bids. I said before that you can't just come out of nowhere. It's about building a re- reputation. You come out of nowhere and just, like, you have to beat, like, you have to build up your reputation one way or another. And it's either doing it all in one season, like you just scheduled Duke, Kentucky, and, you know, Gonzaga in the first week, and then you beat them all by by 30. Then everybody's like, maybe this team's real good, right? Um, but if not, then you sort of have to prove it, right, over time. North Texas has been proving it. Last year, beating Purdue in the first round, that was helping prove it because now when you see North Texas is good, you're like, you know what, last year they were pretty good, and then they, you know, they went on, they beat somebody. Maybe they're pretty good. You start believing it, right? Um, North Texas is the best uh, best team in the conference by just efficiency margin, right? But Ken Palm's uh, numbers, plus 14. That means they're good. UAB is a good team. They're plus 13. You beat a good team on the road in their, uh, you know, in their gym. That means, you know, you're pretty good. Whether it's uh, tough to do, whether it took a miracle, whatever, doesn't matter. You do what you have to do. Um... North Texas is, uh, you know, they played a, a reasonably tough schedule, you know, considering everything. Uh, you know, they they uh, they lost to to Buffalo at home. Buffalo is a pretty solid team. Uh, they gave Kansas a little, you know, just a little mini scare. They ended up getting blown out by them. They had Miami beat. Uh, you know, they beat Drake. Drake's a good team too. Good stuff from North Texas, right? Uh, they don't play in the we don't play in the greatest conference, but good stuff. You beat the teams you're supposed to beat by a lot, right? You went to you know uh, invited UTSA into your house and whooped them. You go to Rice's house and whoop them. You know, presumably you're gonna do the same thing with Southern Miss. You played Southern Miss already, and you know they kind of gave us a challenge on the road. Whatever that happens, expected to blow them out. Uh, expected to beat Tech. Expected to blow out UTSA and then beat UTEP. All that to me says you got to be considered for an at-large bid. And, you know, that is not, that's just icing, right? They, they, I think the goal every season for anybody in Conference USA or the AAC eventually would get, you know, when we get to that point, is to win the conference tournament. Like, that's their only guaranteed way to get in. Everything else, you, you know, it's a, it's a popularity contest, it's a beauty contest, and you don't know, you can't control all the variables there. All you can do is win games. You win games, you're in. North Texas has won every game except one in this conference. And, uh, you know, I think that puts them in a very good spot. Uh, I think what's extra, the extra incentive that comes with this, right? You know, like, well, if you win the conference tournament, um, then you don't know if you got the at-large bid. What is, what is the point? What's the use? Well, is that you get a better seed, right? 10, 11 seed? I like that. That's an even more winnable game in the first round. And, I mean, I know that's it's kind of saying you're in duck good teams or whatever like that, but conference tournament wins are valuable, not only, as we've seen, for, like, nationwide, like, uh, notice, you know, you know, Javion Hamlet's dead, got a lot of shine because of his jacket, uh, Javion Hamlet got a little shine, a lot of people were, you know, Kenny Smith was like, oh, that dude's talking a lot of noise, you know, I'm talking about clutch, I believe in myself, I'm going to do this, that. Yeah, I mean, North Texas got a lot of, uh, a lot of recognition, a lot of Q, Q rating went up, right? And somebody's um, doing the analysis on the on the Twitter feed. Um, 
but it's good. It's good for the brand. It's good for the program. And already was it uh, Seth? Uh, I can't even think of it. One of the, one of the CBS dudes, right? He was like, "Hey, it's a team that uh, uh, that people are familiar with. The North Texas Mean Green. They've been very good." Yeah, you remember them? Like, oh yeah, didn't they upset somebody? Yeah, this is exactly what Gonzaga did way back in the day. They were a funny name team, right? Ninety nine. I was a kid. I remember that. I was like, "Oh, the Zags, Gonzaga. That's a weird name. I'm gonna choose them on my uh, bracket. They're a funny name team. North Texas Mean Green. People remember that." Hey, they're they're that that team. They're pretty good, right? They're always in the tournament. They're you know they beat that one team that one time. You start building up like a nationwide fan base that way, right? That's how you do it. That's how you get improve your recruiting, just a little bit easier, right? Because when you're talking to a kid, and then you're talking about the the benefits of your program, you can say, yeah, come to North Texas. They're not gonna. It's one less conversation to have, right? They're not gonna be like, North Texas. Are they? Who are they? And I, I never heard of them. Like oh yeah, North Texas they were in the tournament. I remember them. Yeah, maybe I could be, maybe I could do that. Or they see how much fun everybody's having. They're like, you know what? I want to go there. I want to do that. Yes, maybe me. Choose me. Uh, maybe it makes the uh, recruiting easier for guys you're already gonna get. Maybe it makes the quality easier. Right? You can get a guy to level up. Whatever. You still need hustle guys. You still need guys to buy in the program. All that good stuff. But you know there are some guys that would buy into the program that have a little bit more talent. Or maybe develop quicker. Um, so maybe you get that. And on top of that, it's valuable because you get more money. Right? You get to the 11th seed, 10th seed, and you get a, a chance to win. That's another conference share that you get. Now, I don't know exactly what happens with the uh, with the revenue right now. Because like, every conference gets a share of like the, the TV rights. Uh, um, I think just called the share. I forget, but you get more if you win, right? So you you get the baseline number for being an entrant into the into the tournament, right? So if you have a team plus an at-large team, that's two shares, right? And so the Big Ten, Big Twelve, they got they have a lot, and it's like seven or eight, whatever. They get all those shares plus you get you know your per uh, per win, right? So when Marshall got into the tournament and they won, the conference got an extra share for five years, right? And so North Texas gets in, they win. They get the extra share for five wins. That means the league gets it. I'm not sure. I think that might be some of the revenue that the that the, the program is foregoing for a couple of years uh, because they're going to the um, to the AAC. But, again, it doesn't really matter too much. Like, you want to establish winning, right? You get a little money. You get a little share for winning. Um, it helps the conference. You want – conferences whatever conference you're in this one the next one you want to win because it helps the conference because it ends up helping you everybody gets a little bit more money when teams win so if we're higher seeds that increases the likelihood that we can pull an upset you know tens can beat you know sevens they play sevens you know you don't see what i'm saying you're not likely to beat duke kentucky etc etc not yet so beating a a mid-tier team one of these uh you know big 10 teams that are just kind of there on reputation um, you know, that stuff can happen. Uh, all that said, Purdue was a good team last year. And you look at them this year, they're right fourth in the country, right? They were on their way to being good. North Texas was like a fully formed team. That was a good win. Um, you know, Villanova was just a step above us. Uh, but you saw some good things for, for a brief moment there. Anyway, good stuff. Better seed, possible. Uh, but I'll, I'll reiterate something I said in the last podcast. Enjoy the program enjoy what you have right now don't wait 
for the championship game. Like, I'm not going to buy any tickets now. I'm just going to wait for the championship game. Don't do that. You never know what's going to happen. Go enjoy and support this team right now, right? Like, uh, go to the Super Pit, which is a great arena. Uh, it can get pretty loud uh, when we want it to be. You know, support the Mean Green Maniacs, those dudes. That's that's fun. Um, go to the tailgate, buy your tickets, get in there. Uh, you know, what it's 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 whatever price it is that you think, and you think it's gonna be outrageous. It's not compared to what some other programs charge, what NBA teams charge. College basketball is a great, an absolute steal of a value. You get some high quality games in person, about closer than you're gonna get. Um, you know, in the NBA, unless, uh, I don't know, I don't know about you and you're, you know, you're rolling in the dough or something like that and you can sit, you know, five rows behind, uh, behind Luka Doncic or something. And that's how you, you live your life. Cool. If you can't, you got a regular person salary, get you, get you a seat at the mean green game. Cause you're going to get, you know, uh, a great time and some great seats for not a whole lot of money. Anyway, um, that's coming up this week. I know that from somebody I was saying that the general admission tickets are kind of sold out. There's tickets to be had. Go do it. And uh, here's the other thing, right? Worst case scenario. Let's say we lose in the first round some kind of ridiculous fluke thing, maybe some injuries. Who knows? I think, we, you know, we, the way it's supposed to work, is you win your regular season, your conference best team, you'll go to the NIT. Right, so I don't think the NIT is a is a terrible destination for North Texas. I think there's going to be postseason basketball some kind of way. It's going to be the NCAA tournament, or it's going to be the NIT. And I think whatever tournament North Texas is in, they're going to do, they're going to make us proud, right? Whether that's a uh, pretty solid effort in a loss, whether that's a win, an upset in the first round, whether that's going to the NIT and making some noise there. I mean, you remember last year, that very good Louisiana Tech team, very good Western Kentucky team that North Texas beat, both those teams. They made some noise in the NIT. You can do that. Western Kentucky, like for the last three, four years, has been okay in the NIT. They've been pretty good. Um, it's not outside the, the realm of possibility for North Texas to do some good things in the NIT. Uh, maybe end up in New York or something like that. And that's fun. That's good. It's college basketball. Postseason tournament. You should be proud. We should enjoy that. Good times. I'm excited about it. I will see you in Frisco. My tickets are purchased. That means my flight, my hotel, right? We got a hotel. I didn't do the Airbnb. I didn't see anything I like. Um, you know, we'll be there. I'm going to figure out who I'm going to uh, link up with. And maybe we'll kind of do something joint. Have a good time. See each other. Say go mean green. Uh, you guys can buy me a beer. I'll buy someone else a beer maybe. Who knows? And we'll, we'll, we'll just have a good time. It should be fun. I'm excited about it. Go mean green.